Hey guys, welcome back. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Those Murder Girls Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Marie. And I'm Raina. Happy Friday, guys. We made it. We did it. Or did we? Because we're <laughs> recording on a Wednesday. We might not be here. <laughs> oh my God. So you guys, today's we have case... died because of the time change. We're really still struggling. <laughs> Seriously delirious right now. Oh my God. So today's case was actually sent in to us by one of our very loyal listeners, Kathy W. <clears throat> so first of all, we just want to say thank you, Kathy, for sending this in. Uh, we took a really good look at it. This case has a lot of mystery, a lot of unanswered questions surrounding it. We were baffled doing our research. So, And a lot of us calling bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. But we want to bring light to this case and this story because... Just maybe, hopefully someday, the truth will come out. This is a story of two-year-old Dietrich Green from Albany, Georgia. And the lingering question in this case is what happened to this tiny two-year-old back in 2017? Did the little boy truly vanish during a storm or did something more sinister happen? Let's get into it. Marina and I both have our thoughts on what really happened. <laughs> we always do. Uh, so Deidre's story begins back on January 22nd, 2017 in Albany City, which is within Doherty County, Georgia. Deidre's was two years old and he lived with his parents in a mobile home park called Piney Woods. So on the afternoon of January 22nd, the National Weather Service issued a very severe weather warning that would affect this part of the country for a few days. You know, buckle down, be safe, batten the hatches. I will take the occasional earthquake over tornadoes and oh, shit. Oh, all day. People all are like, how do you day. live in California? I'm like, how do you live in Tornado Alley, Texas? No, nope, psycho. not doing it. <laughs> yeah. So during this time, five tornadoes hit Georgia alone. And in those five was a level EF3 tornado. And it slammed the county with wind speeds up to 150 miles per hour. Now, this happened around 3 p.m. And it lasted roughly an hour, tearing through the trailer park that Dietrich had lived in with his parents. So in the aftermath of this specific tornado, five people were reported dead and 40 people sustained some type of injury. So on the same day, after the storm rips through, the Green family could not locate their two-year-old toddler, and they reported him missing to local law enforcement on that same day. So Deidre's mom stated that the toddler got, and this is a quote, kind of spooked from the storm that he ran toward the kitchen at the same time a tree hit the house and the back door flew open and that the storm pulled Dietrich out of the house. This is some, like, Wizard of Oz shit. Yeah. No. So this is the story that the mother told law enforcement, and this is according to Dietrich's grandfather. That's what he had told the local news. So Dietrich was reported missing from 3527 Sylvester Road, Lot now, obviously, being such a small child, you know, the search is on right away. I mean, over 200 people ended up joining the search for this toddler. They brought in search and rescue for land, air. They brought in cadaver dogs. Uh, there was a small pond nearby near the mobile home park. They drained it. They also dove. I read that they dove like a mile and a half down a river that was nearby as well. 
I mean, they're just searching everywhere. And this search went on for days with no sign of the little boy. So the Georgia Management Agency said that they had spent upwards of a hundred grand in state funding, you know, cleaning up and repairing after the aftermath of this storm. There was tons of damage to the area, but it was stated that a lot of those funds actually went into the search for Dietrich's. Searches wound up with nothing. I mean, no sign of him, no body, like no trace as to where this toddler went. Now, obviously, when you think of a tornado, especially of that magnitude, you're thinking, yeah, well, he's, you know, was taken by the tornado. He's buried under some debris and, you know, might be a while before he's found. Mm -hmm. He's not never going to be found. But this is where the story gets strange. Dietrich was actually not reported missing in a timely manner, as you would believe a parent would do. He was reported missing five hours after the tornado hit that trailer park. The tornado hit at three, and he wasn't reported missing until eight o'clock that night. Which is crazy. It, I'm calling immediately. If I can't find my kid, there's nothing to you're, think about. You're reported. Like, yeah. Five hours? What you, no. What? So that was the first huge red flag. Secondly, his parents didn't have the best track record or police record. Um, the police had been called to their mobile home upwards of six times, and three of those times were for domestic disputes. And another thing that is pretty strange in this case is that when investigators requested a photo of little Dietrich during the search, his parents didn't have or claimed to not have a single photo of their son. That's crazy. Not one photo of their own child at all not like oh here's one it's a few months old but this is what he looks like at least giving them an idea this is strangest thing ever yeah so they claim to not have a single photo and the georgia bureau of investigation states that to this day they have never been given a photo of detris by anybody you have to have a photo of your own child how do you not i don't know that that baffles me (laughs) (laughs) jinx so Dietra's mother also stated that she didn't have a birth certificate for him either which is just completely insane I mean where was he even there did the child even exist at that point that's what I'm honestly like I'm I don't know this is just all very hard to believe and it's very sad that this little boy existed on this earth and I mean, from what we know, wasn't loved like a two-year-old should be. No, and they had no even memorabilia of their own child. Yeah. So the search is obviously continuing while all this is going on. And some family members of the Greens become a bit suspicious of the parent's story because other victims that were reported missing during the storm are being recovered. Everybody's, you know, being brought home regardless of the condition that they're in, but not little Dietrich's. And then the parents' story, Dietrich's parents' story, and the accounts of what happened during that storm and to him began to change, and they're just not meshing with what is being reported in that area of the trailer park that afternoon. Like, their stories, in some way, shape, or form, is so far off of all the other victims and victims' families that are living in that immediate area. I mean, trailer parks are not big. Yeah. You were set very close to your neighbors, yet they're telling a totally different, different story. tale. 
And then we read, too, that the parents' story within each other was not meshing Conflicting. either. So according to witnesses in the trailer park, <clears throat> the father of Dietrich's was acting like really strange. He kept complaining about his missing cell phone. Like he lost his phone during the storm, but like not really concerned that his child was missing, like more his cell phone. Another thing that the parents quickly started referring to, they referred to Dietrich's in the past tense. Which is super strange because, like, right out the gate, they're just referring to him as past tense when, you know, like, hold on. We might not have found him yet, but it's possible he's still alive. Another big red flag. Uh, right? Like, the search just began for him. Why are you already referring to him in the past tense? Like, as if he's already dead, but you don't know that for sure. Unless they do. Unless they do. So a lead detective on this case had stated that during his interviewing and assessing of the parents, he felt that the emotions surrounding the son's disappearance did not seem genuine. And he said the emotion, quote, wasn't in it. They didn't have emotion behind them. So also the parents' statements, like we said, were conflicting in regarding to the events. They were conflicting with each other. And the detective said, I read an article, and he said that in the five-day search for Dietrich, he was confident that his remains would have been found during that time. And obviously, he wasn't. And everybody else was. Yeah. All the other victims. So Dietrich's grandfather, William Rainey, has spoken to local news outlets, and what he said was super concerning to us. He said, I could not even tell you what Dietra's look like. It's hard to grieve somebody that you've never met. Now, to me, that's just, that's really strange because Dietra's and his parents lived in a trailer park yards away from that grandfather, like not far at all. And they never brought Dietra's over to meet the grandfather. Like, he's never met his own grandchild, and they literally live down the street from each other? So, my first thought is, okay, maybe the family had beef, but then when you start to think of that, like, when you have family beef, like, tensions are high. I just don't feel like you would live that close, be able to live that close to somebody that you don't like when it's, you know, your father or your father-in-law. Yeah. Well, and also, I had read that the grandfather said that he was walking down the street one day, like, past their trailer park, and saw the mother holding what appeared to be a baby. This was years. Um, I think Dietrich would have only been, like, six months old. But he didn't know if it was, you know, his grandson or not. He just saw so there's her holding something in her hands. And, like, could that have been him? I don't know. The grandfather doesn't know because he's never met him. That's weird. So something obviously was going on like with the so. family that, yeah, we don't know. So the grandfather also stated that when he asked Dietrich's mom for a photo of the baby after the storm, she said that she had some photos on her phone, but that her phone was also lost in the storm and that she just didn't have any pictures of him in the house. Like, so I now don't get that. <laughs> all the photos are gone. The baby's gone. All the phones are gone. Everything's gone. How did they call 911? Do we know that? No. It's just mind-blowing, this is. whole story. So Deetra's mother's aunt also had spoken to local papers, and she recalled that the night he went missing during the storm, she spoke with Deetra's parents. They never once even mentioned that he was gone, that he was even missing. She said in the conversation, the parents stated, everything was fine at the house. 
which it's not fine. If the your child fine. is, yeah, what? One of the lead detectives on the case of Dietrich stated that they never found definitive evidence that the toddler was even ever at the mobile home the day of the tornado. You can't have a baby living in your house <clears throat> with no sign of a baby. Exactly. Their shit is everywhere. They overrun everything. <laughs> Neighbors see stuff. Oh, absolutely. So that was another thing. People that lived in the trailer park said that they never saw the child with his parents. Like the neighbors never saw the parents purchasing or carrying necessities. Like Raina said, kids come with a lot of stuff. They never saw him with diapers, nothing. And still to this day, that photo has never been provided to the detectives. And actually, that's why Dietra's cannot be listed in the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Oh, my gosh. All because they don't have a photo for him. He's just gone. It's so sad. So sad. So no one has actually ever been arrested or charged in the missing boys case. Um, The parents' house had been searched after the storm, but law enforcement stated that really, unless someone comes forward or speaks up, we might not even know the truth of what happened to him. And I think it's safe to say, I mean, at least in my opinion, I feel like foul play is involved in this. I think that foul play is involved in you know Dietra's case personally I mean that's my personal feel like it's very obvious yeah it wasn't the storm then what could it have been Mm -hmm. he's gone so like Marie and I feel Mm -hmm. Dietra's family also doubts that the toddler was swept away in this storm the last time anybody had physically seen Dietra's had been like within the past couple of months before the storm possibly up to one year so, like, even those sightings and those statements, I mean, a couple of months and a year. That's a that's pretty a, big difference. That's a pretty big gap. So, yeah, I, I, I don't think that he was ever in that storm. No, I'm convinced that he went missing prior to the storm. And I really hope they find out the truth, you know. Absolutely. I don't want this little boy just falling off the face of the earth. How sad. And the grandfather, you know, even though he's never met his grandson, when you watch like the interviews that he's done, like he's it's he's torn up about it. Like he wants to know the family wants to know what really happened. Yeah. This case has gone cold and they just don't have anything to, you know, make moves in the right direction on it. So Law enforcement is hoping that someday someone will come forward with information as to what really happened to Dietrich. All of his siblings were placed in foster care not long after that storm. Thank God. And in an article that we read, his parents aren't in contact with police. And I don't think it didn't seem like their whereabouts were even known. And like why my question is, which we couldn't find out in our research, is why were the kids placed in foster care? why you know yeah makes you wonder if you guys have any information regarding this case you are asked to please call the dowardy county police department at 229-430-6600 the georgia bureau of investigation regional office it's located in sylvester and their phone number is 229-777 2080 or the Albany Area Crime Stoppers at 229-436-TIPS. And you guys can also stay anonymous. But we really hope that the truth comes out one day as to what happened to the young man. 
Thank you guys for joining us today on those Murder Girls podcasts. Please share Dietrich's story so he can get some coverage and everybody can get the answers that they've been working so long and hard for. Head over to wherever you're listening to us now and leave us a five-star review. Tune in next Friday for a brand new episode. We hope you all have a safe and fun weekend and we'll see you all next week. Bye, Bye guys. guys.